0: So today's podcast episode is all about five things to say to your kids when they ask for something that you're not serving. And I feel like the universe was like, Amy, you need to remind people that they don't always need to be strong about being the only ones to decide what's served. So this is my reminder to me and you that sometimes your mental state or whatever is going on in your life just dictates that you don't fight battles around food. So I try to treat them not as battles. The five things I'm going to share that you can say are not about creating battles. They're about holding your ground as a parent. But just this morning, my son really wanted um, this bar. And honestly, I just was so anxious this morning. There's a lot going on. I'm worried about our dog, like all of these things that hopefully won't come to any fruition. And I was like, you know, this is not a fight I'm having. So this is your friendly reminder that what I'm sharing here in this episode is meant to be helpful, but if it isn't feeling helpful to you right now to uh, hold your ground when it comes to food and be the decider of all things and not let your kids uh, be the ones deciding what they're gonna eat, then take this with a grain of salt. Thanks so much for listening. Hi there, I'm Amy. I'm a mom, a natural food chef, and the host of the Feel Good Family Food Podcast. Just like you, I have more to do in a day than could possibly get done, and kids who say their favorite foods are things like gummy so of course eat ice cream yummy. On this podcast, I'm using my 10 years of professional food experience plus real-world nutrition to help real parents more easily feed their families healthy food more often. Stick with me for tips, tricks, and actionable steps to start feeling good about feeding your family. Okay, hello. It's me, Amy, and I am doing something a little bit different today. Um, I am, I was inspired this morning by a real life event at my house to record this podcast episode live. So this will be going live on the Feel Good Family Food Podcast on Tuesday, tomorrow per usual, but I'm actually recording it live on Facebook and Instagram because I know that you guys are busy and you spend your time in different places. Some of you prefer to listen, some of you prefer to watch, some of you are on Facebook, some of you are on Instagram. So I'm working on figuring out how can I share valuable content in more places so that you can hear it and ask questions and interact with me and get the answers that you're looking for. Now, like I said, today's episode was inspired by my morning today, which is why I wanted to pop on and record it, and um, I'll just tell you what happened. So I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old, two boys, and my two-year-old was in a mood this morning, and that's been known to happen with most kids and with this kid in particular, and he didn't want anything I was offering for breakfast, so I gave him the option of yogurt or a bagel. And he decided that he didn't want any of those things and proceeded to list like a million things that were not on the menu that he wanted for breakfast, including a bar and, um, what else did he want? He wanted a smoothie and juice, specifically lemonade. And the list just went on and on and on. And I had this rising feeling like, oh my gosh, this is never going to end and he's not going to eat breakfast. And it reminded me that I'm not the only one dealing with these food struggles in our house. And that I might be able to share some wisdom that I have learned the hard way through parenting, but also through a lot of learning and understanding how to work with kids and food that I could share some of that wisdom with you here today. So I want to tell you a little bit about how we've set up food in our house, how we've divided responsibilities so we know who does what when it comes to food. I find that this kind of structure creates all the freedom in knowing like, that's my thing, that's your thing. And then we don't battle about each other's things. So first I'm going to talk to you about the division of responsibility. Secondly, I want to talk to you about what you keep on hand. And then finally, I'm going to share with you five phrases that you can use when your kid wants something that you are not serving. These phrases are meant to be kind, but also still a no. <laughs> so you will hear exactly the kinds of things that I say to my kids in these situations. And if you have a favorite phrase, I would love to hear it. You can drop it as a comment if you're watching this on video. Or if you're listening to the podcast, pop on over to Instagram at cooking with a full plate and let me know what's your go-to phrase to let your kids know that something is not on the menu that day. And future hint, that's one of mine. So first let's talk about dividing up responsibilities. I am a huge fan of something called the division of responsibility in feeding. It was created by Ellen Satter. And here's why I'm a huge fan. I don't just like take on anything. And it's not that Um, I think that there aren't multiple ways that you could approach feeding your kids, but I love a good structure because then I know what I should worry about and what I don't need to worry about. And here's what's cool about the division of responsibility in feeding. And those of you who have been around a while have probably heard me talk about this. It starts with telling parents that you are in charge of of the what, the when, and the where of feeding, and that kids are in charge of whether or how much. So as a parent, you decide what is for a meal or snack when they're having a meal or snack, and where they're eating said meal or snack. And then your kid is deciding whether they're going to eat it all and how much. What's cool about this is it means that I don't have to cajole my children or um, pester them into eating, but I'm also not going to decide that there's more food available to them right after the meal. That means that the next time they are offered a snack or dinner or whatever it is, is at the next feeding time that I have predetermined. I've talked a lot about our schedule. I'll share a link in all the places to a post that I did around our feeding schedule, but it's roughly probably what you're doing. Breakfast, morning snack, lunch, afternoon snack or two, depending on dinner time, dinner. And then I do bedtime snack, which I know is a topic of heavy discussion. And I can cover that in more detail another day. I'm curious, do you do bedtime snacks? Let me know. Um, so Division of responsibility, what, when, where is up to me, whether and how much is up to my kids. That means that when my kids say, I want chocolate chips for breakfast, or I um, want a smoothie instead of this bagel that you gave me, that I can feel really confident in saying, bagels are what's for breakfast this morning. You're welcome to eat it. We won't be eating again until snack time. So you can see that I'm not saying like you better eat your bagel and you better eat it all because otherwise you're going to be hungry and you're going to be cranky at school and you better eat your bagel right now and we're going to sit here until you eat your bagel, right? Now I do have a time frame in mind. I'll usually make them sit for at least five minutes and add a family dinner even longer to try and encourage them to eat the food that's in front of them. But that doesn't mean collecting all the things they say they want at that meal and throwing it in front of them. Um, and so I think a lot of us, I lost my train of thought. I think a lot of us struggle with this where it's like, okay, um, my kid wants this thing and I really want them to eat. And it gets this emotional upheaval. And then we end up feeding them goldfish with their bagel. And of course they don't end up eating the bagel. The thing that we felt really good about. Listen, everybody who knows me knows that I have no problem with goldfish. My kids eat them. So it's not the goldfish that's the issue. It's Tempting them away from other foods with an unplanned addition that is up to your kids and not up to you. So let's talk a little bit about having things around. The what is up to you, what you're feeding, the when, the where. I choose not to keep very tempting snacks on hand a lot of time for my own sake and for my kids' sake. And for my own sake is in two ways. First of all, if they're a goldfish, I will eat all of them. I love goldfish. They're delicious. They're salty and, you know, all the things. So I don't keep them on hand usually because of that. That's just like pure, purely up to me. Also, I don't keep them on hand because I know if I have goldfish, my kids are going to want those more than they want the bell peppers. And so I try and find a healthy balance, not just in protein and carbs and fats of the meal. So finding a way to include all those things, but also in... um making sure that the foods that I want them to eat are actually nutritious, but also things that they might enjoy. So, um, oh, I'm getting a comment that the Trader Joe's Rockets are even better than goldfish. That's a great tip. Thanks so much, Toddler Test Kitchen, for that one. I'm going to check them out. Um, So I don't keep a lot of those things around, but I do keep... We have avocado oil potato chips. I love the Kettle Brand ones. We have those on hand. We have bars that I send to. Um, snack with my son who has nut-free snack requirements. So we have a lot of things on hand that, yes, are more tempting than rice and teriyaki chicken and bell peppers, which is what we had for dinner last night. So inevitably, there will be a time where a kid will catch sight of some Annie's gummies or some potato chips or some Ritz crackers, that's been their latest thing, And they will want those things. And so, I wanna give you some tools, some examples of what I do in these situations, the things that I say to my kids when they are asking for things that are not part of what I've decided is part of that meal. Four of them are hard nose, and one of them is a compromise. So, I wanna talk about that a little bit. So, here are five phrases that I use when my kids are asking for things. For example, my son who wanted a smoothie sounds so mean, like he wanted a smoothie, but it was really just a game. He just really didn't want to eat his bagel, right? So he was grasping his stress. He wanted juice. He wanted lemonade. Let's use lemonade as an example. That's better. So my two year old wants lemonade with breakfast. Lemonade is not part of the breakfast I planned. Ours was Dave's Killer Bagels with cream cheese and blackberries. That's what we were having. So he wants lemonade. Here are some of the phrases that I come back to over and over again to talk to my kids when they want something that I'm not serving. The first and easiest one, and all of them really stem from this, is that isn't on the menu. I'm sorry, that isn't on the menu for breakfast today. This is a little bit advanced for my two-year-old, but my five-year-old gets it. He'll even say like, is lemonade on the menu today? And I'm like, no, lemonade's not on the menu for this dinner or whatever it is. So that isn't on the menu. The second one is, I'm sorry, that's not available right now. So I'm not telling them we don't have it. There's no mysticism around this. And one of the things I love about these interactions, if I use them the right way, is that I can actually be honest with them and say that, um, I'm sorry, that's not available right now. And if they ask more questions, if they're like, well, I really want, you know, cheddar bunnies. I'll just say something like, oh, you know, I put together this snack. I thought a lot about what the best things to give you energy would be. Here's what we're having right now. But I'll remember tomorrow or I'll remember in the future that you'd really like to have cheddar bunnies as part of a snack. So I'm not changing my plan midstream because the what is up to me, but I am listening to their feedback and letting them know that it's been heard and considering it in the future. Oh, I I just got another good one. That's a great idea for snack later or snack tomorrow. I love that. Um, Same idea. I'm sorry, that's not available right now, but I'll think about it for a future snack. Um, Another one that I often use is, I'm looking, oh, I hear that you want cheddar bunnies. We aren't having cheddar bunnies right now, but you can have this bagel with cream cheese. So I'm reinforcing, this is what's available to you. And um, and then also sharing, I've heard you, right? Like who of us does not want to be heard? And I feel like so many of these tantrums in general, but certainly tantrums around food with my kids are based on them feeling like, mom didn't hear me. I want this thing. I want some control and I'm not having it. And so I just let them know, uh, I hear that you want this thing. We aren't having it right now, but this is available to you. And again, whether or not they choose to eat it is up to them. Whether they eat and how much they eat is up to them. So battles happen when kids try to take over our responsibilities of what and when and where, or when we try to take over their responsibilities of whether and how much. We got to stay in our lanes, right? I know it's so tempting, especially as a parent. You want to like control everything with your kids. Me too. Um but stay in your lane and you will reduce some of the emotion and battles around these kinds of things. So I promised you, I was going to tell you four that were basically no's. So, so far I've shared with you that isn't on the menu. I'm sorry. That's not available. It isn't part of breakfast. And, um, I hear that you want this. We aren't having it right now. Oh, did I only have three? Now I've confused myself. I'm sorry. We're not having it right now. You want this, but this is what we're having. Um, The other one was, this isn't part of breakfast, but I'm going to think about it for a future snack or a future meal or whatever it is. Uh, you really want lemonade. Lemonade isn't part of breakfast right now, but I will think about including it as part of snack time. This is my responsibility. It's not your responsibility, but I hear what you're saying, right? That's the one that we talked about. And then the final one is the yes that sort of, here's what they're saying. So this is something I reserve for times when they have either selected something that's incredibly reasonable, like they want some almonds, or when I know that we have like, a big hard day and there are lots of battles to be had. And I don't want this to be one of them. I'm not really feeling like having this argument. So if they were say asking for cheddar bunnies as part of a snack and we were about to go to soccer and it's really important to me that they have a full snack, or if I feel like emotions are running high and they're feeling restricted about these things, the one I will often use for that is like, yes, you want cheddar bunnies. We can totally have cheddar bunnies. We're going to sit down and have it with these blackberries and bell peppers as well. Black peppers and Blackberries and bell peppers on on my mind. So it doesn't always have to be a hard no, but remember that the what is still up to you. So if you decide to take your children's input, then it can be incorporated as part of a bigger snack. It doesn't just have to look like throwing cheddar bunnies at them. So you're showing them an example of what a more balanced option looks like. And I have seen this come to fruition because my five-year-old is now really into packing his own snack for school. And it's a tricky one because I'm supposed to be in charge of what, right? And the when and the where are at school, of course. So I'm not so much in charge of that, but some other adult is. Um, And so I've had to practice this where it's like he wants these nut-free bars that I bought. They're basically granola bars. They're so sugary. Um, I struggle a lot with this, but they're a good nut-free snack. And I don't have a lot of great nut-free snacks that I know that he will eat in the time that he has. So compromise. So he wants these bars. And he wants to pack his snack himself. And so we work together using this idea of like, we can have that with this as some sort of like adult guidance. I don't explain to him in a ton of detail why he can't or why he can't have certain things, but we have a conversation around it. Oh, it sounds like you really like to take this granola bar with you today. Can we put a cheese stick with that? So we have a nice balanced snack to give you lots of energy. I'm not diving into all of the details with him. I prefer not to give my kids too much detail around like sugar and carbs and protein and fat though. My five-year-old is curious and he's asking lots of questions, but I can find that balance. And if you're interested, In hearing more about building balanced snacks, I'll include a link because I did a whole episode on building balanced snacks and how to make sure you have carbs and fat and protein and some examples of putting all of that together. Cheese stick is a great portable fat and protein source. I already have a carb in the form of the granola bar. And so I have guided him to building that balanced snack for himself. I'm trying to think of another example. For a while, he was wanting avocados in his snack. I don't know. Someone must've brought one. So I was like, okay, let's do half an avocado. And then he had a little bit more freedom in what he put with it, right? Cause I've covered the protein, well, protein ish, but like certainly the fat side of things. And that's a really awesome snack. So then he had a little bit more flexibility. So this is how I use the, we can have that with this as a little bit of a gimme between the solid, but hopefully kind nose that I shared earlier. I hope this was helpful to you. Five ideas of things to say when your kids want something that you are not serving. If you have an idea of something you love to say to your kids when they want a food that you're not serving, go ahead and drop it in the comments. I would love to share that with our listeners and our viewers so that we can all get our own ideas around these things. And in that vein, I just wanted to share something I'm super excited about. I have been thinking for a long time around starting a Facebook group, and I was never sure what it should be about. So I was waiting for inspiration on what a really good idea would be. And the thing I keep hearing from moms, I'd love it for, for it to be dads too, but realistically, it's just moms. Truth. Um... <laughs> the thing I've been hearing from moms over and over again is that it's so hard to decide on a weekly basis and then on a nightly basis, what is for dinner. So I've created a new Facebook group. It's called What's for Dinner Mom. Um, You can find it connected to my Facebook page, Healthy Food for Busy Families. And in there, I'm going to be sharing what I share on Instagram every night or hopefully every night, which is examples of our real family meals, the things that my kids are eating, the way that I am serving the same meal to the whole family. So you can see those things all in one place, but it's also going to be a spot where everyone can share ideas for what they're making that week, what worked, what didn't, ask questions about getting dinner on the table faster. And I just can't wait to engage with the group there. It's super small right now, but I know it's not going to be after you guys catch wind of it. So again, that's a Facebook group called What's for Dinner Mom. It has a question mark and a comma after the dinner there, go ahead and look for it on Facebook and just, click join, and I'll make sure to let you in so that you can get that continuous inspiration from other real moms who are looking to feed their families well, and and also share the inspiration that you have. I would love to see you in there. Thanks again for watching. If you have any questions or you have ideas about things you say to your kids when they want something that you're not serving, let me know. I appreciate your interaction so much, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.